0: Good evening, baseball fans. It is Tuesday, October 17th. My computer wants to add a device. I don't want you to add a device. No, thank you. Anyways, uh, this is episode 4003. It's not 4003. I actually don't know what episode it is. So um, there's that. But we are going to talk about the postseason as it has happened thus far big thumbs down from Tom, big thumbs down from Tom. Um, so before we start this episode, uh, you should know if there are any small children, um, listening, maybe have them not. I, that's up to you though. That's, that's, I'm not going to judge, um, you on your parenting choices. That's, that's on you. What, what, what are we trying to add here? We're not trying to add anything. Okay. Thank you. Um, there's going to be lots of cussing on this, on this episode. Just, just know that there's going to be lots of cussing. Um, maybe not so many inappropriate, um, innuendos, but probably lots of cussing. So again, if that's not your jam, that's okay. If small children are around, maybe you listen to this with headphones or you put them away, put them away, put them to the bed. children, don't,
1: put the children don't, away.
0: Don't, don't have, don't have them listen to this to their cages. around. <laughs> there that's uh, words are hard guys words are hard it's um currently the nighttime. oh my gosh can y'all hear that when like the thing dings or is that just on my end no okay just just on my end good love that for me so i don't want to pair i don't want to pair any of this thank you so if you uh have not already subscribed please subscribe like me please like me i would really appreciate that um that's tom that's tom over there Yes, hi Tom. Um, because Shelby obviously has left me, um, and I still have not found a new co-host. And, and she Tom
1: won't is... let me do it. No, I've tried. I, well, I don't really like Tom enough. And I, I have just... the wrong chromosome. Yeah. She feels it needs to be a woman, and I'm not willing to change. Sorry. Uh, you know, you could you could feel it on the inside, though, <laughs> Tom. I just... I can't identify. It's not in me. I'm sorry. I won't.
0: <sighs> Fine, whatever. Thanks for not taking one for the team. Whatever, Tom. No, um, we just Tom. We we have to like watch shows together on PS. It's just it's a lot of Tom and Susie, and it's just I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, I like to <laughs> I like to mix it up. I like to mix it up. It's just my cat is like is climbing on things here. So if you see me flailing about on YouTube. <clears throat> Or you know you hear things crashing if you're audio only. Just know that it's because of of my cat. So, anyhow, guys, um, Tom, how how are, how are we feeling on this on this postseason? It's a Tuesday, so the Astros and the um, <sighs> F the Rangers are not playing tonight. Just the um, Phillies and Diamondbacks.
1: I first want to say for everybody that's not watching the stream, you should because. Susie is an awesome watch for no other reason than the rest of the things that are going on around her. Like, it's not it's not anything she can control either. And, and like, you need to see these things because the sound doesn't do it justice. She's looking at the ceiling. Her computer she, is on straight-up strike. Like, we want a pair. We want to add happening. stuff. The, the universe is saying, Susie, don't do this. You're going to drop all the F-bombs. You're going to say things that people are going to come for you. And she's just going to fight through it. So you should see it. Yeah. listen, us hear it. But you should listen. definitely see it.
0: All four of you that, that listen to this. I'm just, I'm just letting you know that I literally had an orange cat stare at me over the monitor through like a tiny little hole. And I just saw like one tiny little cat eye that's why i'm like dying laughing over here not because tom's not hilarious but because of the antics of my orange cat over here anyhow so um
1: and i'm dying because before we got started (laughs) Susie had to adjust her chair and her four foot body in a five foot chair was not gonna work (laughs) so her trying to adjust this chair was a whole chore a whole task you need to see these things but you won't
0: my feet, my feet can't touch the ground. I literally feel like I am a four-year-old in this freaking seat, but I can't lower my chair because if I lower my chair, then you won't be able to see my face. It's it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Okay, guys. Okay. Anyhow. Astros, Rangers. It's a whole thing, guys. Uh Rangers are up two zero. It's it's not been a it's not been a great look for our Astros. Let, you know what? Let's let's start with the D backs. D-backs Phillies (laughs) let's start with the D-backs Phillies and then she wants
1: to save the pain folks well and then we'll move on to the
0: to the Astros uh Astros Rangers so Phillies Phillies D-backs and it's been an interesting ride for the D-backs now if you've not been on the D-backs train I don't know where you've been okay uh I don't know how many of you guys watch the D-backs last season this season but they're fun young core group Brenstrom, Strom pitching pitching um, wizard that he is near and dear to Astros fans' hearts. So just for that sheer reason alone, you guys should want the D backs to win over, you know, the Phillies. Um, but they they, they it, it may be the Phillies may be too much. It may be too much for the and I feel bad saying that because they have put the D backs have put like baseball teams to shame. They swept the Brewers. They swept the Dodgers. Like, they didn't, they just bent the Dodgers over, didn't use lube. Like, it was, like, chef's kiss. If you're a Dodgers fan, I, I'm very sorry about that. I don't know why you'd be listening to this podcast if you're a Dodgers fan anyways, but we're thankful Thank you. that you're here, if you're Appreciate here. It. um. But, so, the fact that, like, the D-backs have gotten this far is tremendous. And I fucking love it. It's it's not it, it, they may be they may be over overmatched. And it, it pains me to say it.
1: And listen, the D backs are way ahead of schedule. I don't think anybody in their right mind before the season started said, Oh yeah, the D backs are gonna be uh NLCS team. Yeah. Fucking tons of talent, great on paper, not that team. Yeah. And like Susie said, here we are.
0: Well, and in a three game series. Totally. They can do that. Five-game series? They could they could probably eke it out. In a seven-game series, though, with literally just a one-two punch of Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly. And I say just in, like, quotes, because Brandon Fott has been tremendous in his rookie year. But key word being rookie year. So here's your third starter. Like, is that really what we're trying to do here? You know? So you can kind of meander your way through that third start if if Brandon Fott gives you like four or five and and your bullpen holds up and this bullpen has been kind of kind of lights out, like and it's names that you're not not really familiar with like Kevin Ginkle? What is what is that? Okay. Kevin Ginkle, <laughs> sir. Um Andrew Salfrank, like also rookie. What? You know, and so obviously they traded at the deadline for Paul Seawald from the Mariners. But it's that that bullpen has been kind of lights out and you're all where did you come from? What happened? But to really only have two starting pitchers and Brandon fought, it's a tall order. It's a tall order. And then last last night's game. Now, granted, there are, the Phillies are up 1-0. Last night's game, it was the Battle of Zachs: Zach Wheeler versus Zach Allen. Zach Allen kind of got punched in the nuts. I wasn't I was gonna say face, but it, it's really like a punch to the nuts. Like <laughs> lead off. Schwar bomb followed up by a Bryce Harper bomb. And it and all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's that's not good. And and when I say these were bombs, these were not good placed fastballs. Like, what are you doing, Zach Allen? Okay. These are like 96, 95 mile an hour fastballs, just straight down the middle, just batting practice. And I felt bad. I felt really bad. But the D backs came back alive fifth inning, sixth inning when the bats came alive. You know, known power hitter Geraldo Perdomo. 2 run bomb. You know, good for you, sir. But you know, it's it's a it's a tall order. It's a tall order. And currently, currently it is two zero. On the backs of a Trey Turner home run. And a Shore bomb, And it is. Let's see. Top of the 5th. So. Oh. Poop. In the top of the 4th. They had. That Diamondbacks had 2 runners on. And then. Lord Gurriel Grounded out. For the 3rd out. Anyways. I don't know. Um, what do you think on that? Tom? Do You think. It's going to be Phillies in four. It sure looks that way.
1: Obviously, when the series rotates back to Arizona, you feel like their crowd is going to be electric. If they're going to win a game, maybe two, that's where it happens. I kind of feel like ultimately the Phillies are going to be too much just because it takes a special team, and I say that as an Astros fan because they were a special team, to go into Philly and win. I mean, that place – is a madhouse you see guys on twitter you see guys national media say that is the most aggressive fan base and the best place to be, play baseball and it's just like a wave hits you they score a run and you never hear the end of it and it's so incredibly loud i don't know i'm not there obviously i think the media kind of hypes it a little bit you know one stadium compared to the other but you really feel like when you're watching them play in philly that it's a whole nother level there.
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, you see the fans like even the fans behind the dugout are mostly standing. And we all know that the fans behind the like the dugout are not usually the people that are going to stand, right? Like um and so it's it's loud, it's raucous. They Merrill Kelly kind of gave them some bulletin board material today though by saying that it wasn't really all that loud and that he kind of <laughs> He kind of likened it to like the Cuba versus USA um, World Baseball Classic game, and I think as a Philadelphian, Phil, Phil, I don't, I don't know what they, what, what do they call themselves? Phil, Phil. I think you had it right, Philadelphian. It uh. sounds good. We're just gonna roll with it. Uh, I think they took that personally, and they just said, you know what, fuck you, Merrill Kelly. Look what we can do, and they are quite loud, quite loud today. But question when you see the bombs being hit by say like Kyle Schwarber, Trey Turner, Bryce Harper you see the entire Phillies dugout fucking erupt like this is the first home run they have ever seen in their entire lives and i kind of love it like i kind of love the energy i kind of love the the excitement they all have like and you know People are like, oh, pretend like you've been here before. Well, you know what? Like, that's a majestic fucking home run. Like, I don't, why can't we celebrate that? It, I feel like if maybe teams celebrated it a little bit more, maybe we would hit more. Probably not. But you know what? It sounds good to my heart.
1: Here's what I'm going to tell you, because I think you should hear it, that in 2017, it was like that in the Astros' dugout. Oh. <sighs> Seven years later, they're a little bit more subdued because they kind of make a living out of being in an ALCS. Now, the Phillies, that storied franchise, they've they've won some things, but it's been a while since they've won some things. So they're starving. Those players in that dugout are starving, and so are their fans. And they, and they, look, they look that way.
0: I love Garrett Stubbs. I miss Garrett Stubbs on the Astros. Vibes, man, vibes. Carrot stubs. I'm not a um, like Hank Conger
1: guy, but I, oh, I hear you. Okay.
0: okay, that's fair. That's fair. I, Give I, I enjoy the Conger vibe. I enjoy Hank Conger. That was that was a that was a little um, before baseball, Susie. So, like, I enjoy him, but you know, I think I have to enjoy him because he's Korean. So, yeah. Um. So yeah. Unfortunately, I think. I think. The D-backs are overmatched. It is like a David and Goliath. If they f- somehow can steal this s- start. Now, that that score, 5-3, like it was pretty much all off of... Let's see. Nick Castellanos, I think, hit a solo home run after all of the other sh- solo bombs. And that's another thing. Do you know who's batting cleanup in that lineup? No. Alec Bohm. hmm Why, if you are a Philly fan and you know the reason, please tell me. I, I need to know why they're putting Alec Bohm behind behind Bryce Harper. It literally, it's Kyle Schwarber, Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, Alec Bohm, Bryson Stott, JT Real Muto, Nick Castellanos. Nick Castellanos, that is just playing out of his freaking mind, is batting, like, eighth, seventh. This is not a math pod. I can't count, either. Very far down in the lineup. But, I mean, if you're trying to not let Bryce Harper beat you, you're just gonna put Bryce Harper on and hope that Alec Bohm doesn't beat you. And you have a much better chance of, Alec, of you beating Alec Boehm than... What's happening? Is it the whole like Jeremy Pena in the two hole? And they're hoping that he's going to. So then why is Bryson Stroud behind Alec Bohm? Like, are you ho- that's that I'm I'm I need I need help figuring this out.
1: Here's what I'll tell you if you have a lineup as deep as they do, and they do, if you were going to hide a guy, you hide him in the middle of all that madness. So, all right, yeah, he's 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 a break in the middle of the lineup. It's not like a Maldi nine. I know he caught a stray. He was going to catch a stray anyway. Anyway, it didn't matter. But <laughs> big Maldi lover pod here. Guys. <laughs> He's going to get all the bullets, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But you know, look look at the rest of their lineup. Where do where do you want to put him? If if you were going to get him the best pitching to hit, it's kind of like what Dusty tried to do with Kyle Tucker last night. He put him in the three hole. Said, "All right, I'm going to put you in front of Jordan to give you and and behind." Uh, Bregman, right? No, no, behind who's two,
0: Bregman, uh, Bregman, right?
1: Yeah, it was Bregman, yeah, in between Jordan yeah. and Bregman. And like, look, they're gonna have to pitch to you because of everybody else, and it didn't work out, so that's what I think you put Alex Bohm in there for. Because if you mess around with Alex Bohm, now it just gets exponentially worse. Because where's the break? Might as well put it in the middle. Mm. Okay. And you take your worst hitter and say, look, this is where you're going to get the best pitching.
0: Well, I mean, their worst hitter technically would be like Rojas, who is technically in the nine hole. But I I mean, like, la- okay, so like last season, Castellanos was batting cleanup and he was just horrendous. <laughs> so you just pitched around Bryce Harper, put him on and went after Nick Castellanos and more oftentimes than not, Nick Castellanos is grounding out or lining out or whatever. Not so much this, this season, but now, you, now it's, now it's Alec Bohm just grounding out or lining out. Who had that grand slam?
1: Stop. Was that stop? Okay. But so, that was a, that was a part of it, right? Bohm got on in front of him. Boom. Yeah. Uh,
0: D-backs fans. I'm so I'm I'm very sad. Like I'm gonna be I, I am pulling for for y'all because I love the D backs and I'm not not a bandwagon fan. I've been here since last season. I just I want everybody <laughs> to know. Okay, like last season I've I've been here. But I mean when you let Madison Bumgarner go in like the middle of the not even well, yeah, kinda of, well, the, a third way, a third of the way through the season, and you kind of really don't replace him. And again, you really only have that one-two punch of of Zach Allen and Merrill Kelly. Like, like, what's what's an organization to do, right? So maybe you got this far with what you had. Great. Maybe we go out and sign sign a couple of pitchers, and you still got that really young core that freaking mashes. Um, side note, Gabby Moreno. Hats off, man. Hats. Off the fact that this, I'm just so jealous. I'm so jealous that this young rookie catcher gets to just shine like a motherfucking diamond in this <laughs> in this lineup. Everyone's like Corbin Carroll, Corbin Carroll, and Gabrielle's <sighs> like, excuse me, um, I I also I am I am here as well. Okay, so I I need people to I need people to like recognize this motherfucking kid here, cause my oh my. He threw um, he threw out Bryce Harper to first from his knees. And I'm talking a freaking dart. And it was beautiful. Beautiful from, se- like, to second base. I, oh, like, <laughs> by a mile. By a mile. And Bryce Harper is not a slow motherfucker. And then, flip side, Alec Bohm, that stab, that diving stab at third, and then all the way to first from your knees, Like, I think that my brain exploded just a little bit, just a little bit on like those back-to-back, just amazing defensive plays. And just, I died a little on the inside, on the inside.
1: Look, Diamondbacks fans, Susie included, should look at this as an awesome, awesome progression. Yeah, for sure. I know, I know the storybook would be to find a way into the series. And then lose to the Astros. No, that's just us. Yeah. But, um, you know, ALCS is is, is big time. And, yeah. and there's there's teams that spend tons of money with payrolls forever that are watching you play right now. Looking at you, Braves. Looking at you, Dodgers. <laughs> Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and like you said, they have this great young core to build off of. Team uh, Players are going to see that and want to come play for them. Obviously, you know, pitching coach Brett Strom, you know, his reputation precedes him. Guys are going to want to come there and and get something from the guru. There's a lot to like in Arizona. And even if this is not the, it's it's not their time. It could be soon because of all the stuff they were able to do this year.
0: And you know who I really kind of like on that squad? Tommy fam. Like he sneakily. Sneakily. I feel, I feel like, I don't want to say street cred. That's not the vibe that, that I, that I'm trying to explain. But he gives the that Diamondbacks kind of like young core kind of like big brother protection. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel as if some organizations, like some teams, will kind of come in there and if Tommy Fam wasn't on the team, not that they would bully the D backs, but maybe they'd run their mouth just a little bit more. They'd be a little bit more condescending. And Tommy Fam's like, nah, bro you like you want to talk shit you're going to get hit like and there's no there's no two ways about it right and tommy fam for those that aren't uh super like if you guys don't remember the whole tommy fam jock Peter- peterson slapping incident from last season apparently tommy fam was in a fantasy football league with a bunch of ballers Jacques peterson was talking shit and tommy fam basically told him next time i see you you're going to get slapped sure <laughs> enough comes Truth right on his over word. slaps the shit out of Jock Peterson. And that was that. Like they he didn't he wasn't gonna fight him. He wasn't gonna do anything else. Just slap the shit out of him. And I was like, I don't I don't wanna put toxic masculinity vibes out there. But you just got open open hand slapped
1: disrespectfully.
0: By like another like <laughs> I feel like a punch would be, is a little bit more, okay, you just, you just got fucking slapped. I, sorry, that's my, that's my, uh, unhealed trauma showing. Anyhow, so, Phil's, D-backs, uh, unfortunately, I feel like, uh, unfortunately, fortunately, yeah, Philly's, Philly's gonna win, and that makes me sad. So, end of, let's see, as of right now, it is uh almost the top of the sixth still two zero. 0 so the fact that like they've been able to really only been hurt by like two mistakes by Merrill Kelly again dick high fastballs stop doing that guys stop doing that I don't know if they like tell you that middle middle fastballs are, are gonna get hit unless it's to the Astros in which case we're just gonna be late on them and they just pop them up and you can get us out. Let's just drop that nugget right in there. So, ah, moving on to the Astros and the motherfucking Rangers. Um, here's a question for you, Tom. Are you of the camp that if we lose to the Rangers and it, it's the Rangers going into the World Series, will you root for the Rangers because... Texas? Or will you just say fuck the Rangers all day, every day? I don't care who's on the other side. That's who I'm rooting for. Which camp are you in?
1: The answer is fuck the Rangers all day, every day. I will never root for a thing from (laughs) Dallas, Southern Oklahoma, Dallas Fort Worth, the Metroplex, whatever the hell you want to call that area north of friggin' Austin. I will not root for anything up there. It will not, you will not get it from me. I don't care. I don't care. Like, to hell with all of them. It's, it's not going to be good. It's going to be really, really ugly in Houston if they have all this dominance of the Rangers all season long and then don't even put up a functional fight in this ALCS.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I am also of the camp of fuck the Rangers all day, every day. Um, but there's some there's some Texas people that are like, Texas. Texas. I'm all I don't I don't know. I'm gonna judge you people. I'm gonna judge you. I'm gonna judge you. Yes. So the let's let's go game by game and let's let's pour some salt on some wounds. So (laughs) game game one, Jordan Montgomery versus Justin Verlander, and the score was zero to two, two to zero. We obviously lost that game. We got shut out at home. Obviously, because, of course, we got shut out at home. Jordan Montgomery shoved, which those two words, three words, again, not a math pod, typically don't all run together, right? Like, Jordan, in no world, I say in no world, that's really mean. Jordan Montgomery is usually not that guy. Jordan Montgomery is usually not the... I'm going to throw seven innings and not give up any runs, guy. Typically, you think of him as an innings eater, maybe a 3-4 starter in really any other lineup. This lineup, he's like the two, even though he was the one, but that's a whole everybody is hurt, blah, blah, blah thing. He did. He shoved. We had some chances. We got some hits. And that's what baseball is all about, right? getting those timely hits. Fuck a timely hit because <laughs> we can't get them. Um, We had a, you know, a bases loaded situation. Of course, we had a bases loaded situation with two outs and Martin Maldonado comes to the plate and it's like the fourth inning. Fourth? Fifth, maybe? Fourth. I think it was the fourth inning. We all know if you've watched any sort of Astros baseball this season that Dusty Baker ain't Pinch Hitting from Martin Maldonado in the fourth inning. Like that's not happening, right? this point in time, I don't I don't even know if I want Yainer Diaz to try and pinch it because the motherfucker ain't seen live pitching in I don't know how long. And before before any of you people out there that come at me and say, "Well, Mauricio Dubon hasn't seen live pitching, Michael Brantley hasn't fuck you. Just all day everyday fuck you. There is no world in which you are comparing Michael Brantley, roll out of bed, professional hitter is going to hit 300, and Yainer Diaz, who has been mismanaged all fucking season long. There's no way. Mauricio Dubon gets regular—I say, "quote unquote"—regular playing time. Gets way more playing time than than um, Yainer does. He is a rookie. He's a rookie that has been mismanaged, and we all—I say—we all know that how hard it is to pinch it. It is. It's fucking hard to pinch it. The times that he has been in, he's been DH. We all know that his numbers suck as DH. He's gone hitless this entire time. Kind of hurts my heart that Martin Maldonado has a higher battering average right now than Yiner. Bullpen has been lights out. Yet again, Brian Abreu is a filthy, nasty, sick man in all of the best ways possible. He hasn't given up a run. That's me knocking on wood. He hasn't given up a run in like 43 innings. I don't think it's 43 innings. I actually think it's like
1: July since July.
0: July. That's that's a long ass time, guys. That is a long ass time. He's like the best non closer closer. Baseball Closer person ever.
1: I was a year younger the last time Brian Abreu gave up a run.
0: That's that's dumb. That's so dumb. Also Ryan Presley. Chef's kiss, Ryan Presley. You you, you take turns being Ryan Stressley for a little bit and then you're like, no JK, let's let's lock it in now. The one-two punch of Brian Abreu and Ryan Presley at the end of the at the end of the games, like we just, the bridge to get there, we need to score some runs guys. Some runs. Some runs would be great. I don't know if you know this or not, but whichever team scores <laughs> more runs, that's typically who wins the game. It's a little Susie Lytics there for you. Okay. <sighs> so we wasted that JV start. And then we had Nathan Ivaldi versus Fromber. If you can't see me, if you're just audio only, imagine um, me just shaking my head ruefully and just being also very sad for Fromber Valdez because for like half a season he looked like that ace. And then I don't know if the ankle injury, he's not been the same since the ankle injury. Like, I don't know if he's still hurt. I don't know if he is kind of hurt and just in his his brain. I don't know. But if you only last 2.2 innings, you no longer get to choose who the fuck you throw to. Because obviously, it doesn't fucking help.
1: Ah, but wait. I don't think he chooses. I think there's a there's another guy whom which you should be frustrated with. He's the manager of your Houston Astros. He's <sighs> Dusty Dusty Baker. Okay, and- so
0: this is this is the this is the other part where I give you guys the caveat. If by for, I don't know why you'd be listening to this podcast if for some reason you like Dusty Baker and you think that Dusty Baker can do no wrong and that you love Dusty Baker, you should probably turn off this podcast right fucking now. I'm just I'm warning you right now, you're not going to like anything that is being said after this point in time. <laughs> okay? So I've uh, here there, here's your warning. Heed it.
1: We have okay. the R warning and the Dusty warning. We got them both out of the way.
0: Also, Maldonado, if you love Maldonado for some reason, and you really, truly believe in your heart of hearts that his intangibles outweigh his god-awful performance at the plate, turn turn it off. Just turn it off. Don't come at me on social media. That That whole, you don't know ball? I'm gonna throw that at you. Okay. Because I don't know how many times this season I have been I have been told that I don't know ball, that I'm a new fan, that I'm new around here. Okay. Just I'm not I'm I won't even entertain it at this point because it's just a fucking ridiculous ass mess. Like just just no. Just no. So there's your warning. There's your warning. <sighs> Dusty fucking baker. I need I need him off my team. I need him I need him off my team. Him and his banana pudding just so far away from this goddamn team. Okay? <laughs> last season he didn't have to he didn't have to manage a bullpen. The roster was talented enough that it didn't matter what the fuck Maldi did. And and I was screaming this last season too because I wanted Christian Vasquez to play. <laughs> why? Just just why? There, there is no logical, sane reason for this to, to happen. And this season did not need to be this fucking hard. It did not need to be this fucking hard. If Yiner was supposed to get tutored and have all of this training underneath Maldonado, wouldn't it behoove the entire fucking organization that the that the motherfucker get some catches with jv with fromber with cj as opposed to literally nothing what i don't i don't understand why anybody in the front office sounded any sort of alarms um what, what happens if maldonado gets hurt oh maldonado is not going to get hurt that that's what we're run, running okay you really fucking expect the 37 year olds Nine thousand pound catcher, not his knees has have got to just be screaming at him all day, every fucking day. I-
1: but Susie, last season he played with three injuries. I think he had a broken hand and cracked ribs. He he can do it. He's a warrior, Susie.
0: You guys, if you're audio only, I, I realize that you can't see all of my white hairs. I, I joke around and I say that my twins have given me the white hairs. I think it's I think it's really watching this team just fall all over itself. I don't we've we've heard all the rhetoric. Maldonado is leading a pitching staff. We love what Maldonado is doing behind the dish. We love I, I don't I I can't even say it with like a straight fucking face. We love Maldonado's defense. If you if you look at the analytics, I know that that's a that's a four letter word in a lot of circles. If you look at 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 the actual numbers, you would see that none of that actually matters. Literally, none of that actually matters. I don't know. If Maldy has some sort of like blackmail on Dusty or what? I would love to 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 see the the expose on all of this in like 25 years.
1: I think you're gonna see it next year. <sighs> my conspiracy theory that I've had all season long, the only thing that makes sense in my mind as to why Dusty Baker is willing to literally torpedo his team with martin maldonado is that much like dusty baker martin maldonado is not long for this game and i do believe that at the end of this season he will retire and this is dusty's way of giving maldi every chance to play out every game of his final season even if that means costing his team the chance to be great with a dynamic young catcher who just needs the seasoning. You've already seen the ability, the talent, the pop time, the Homer power, the, 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 the 24 year old youthful excitement for the game. Okay. He's 25. He was 24. Yep. 25. He is he is all of these things and everything that is good about bringing up a young prospect around a veteran team to energize to bring that youthful excitement back into the game. Look at the Rangers for example with Evan Carter. And Susie's about to pass out. She she literally rolled her eyes all the way in the back of her head, you know, if if you didn't know any better you think she was about to form some sort of witchcraft because she was so angry at Evan Carter, but it's, it's what it is. Evan Carter called up. He's what? 21, something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, called up into the season. Adolis Garcia gets a little nicked up and they just leaned on him, played him, played him, played him, played him, played him. And all the kid did was do a shine. And now it's to the point where Bruce Bochy's like, well, I'm stupid. If I don't play this kid, he's good. I'll figure out a way. The moment, it's in a position for me to put that kid in, and I mean the moment, because he made a defensive substitution in the third inning, I think it was, yes of the other game, because as, as soon as Framber came out of the game, the only reason he didn't have him out there was because of Framber Valdez. Lefty on lefty. He didn't want it. The moment Framberg came out, Evan Carter went in. Yep. And it's exactly the right move to make. It's showing faith in your young guy. It's saying – You are a valuable asset. It's putting confidence and faith in that kid. And it's everything that Dusty Baker did not do with Yiner Diaz all season long. And it's painful. It's so painful because when you look at these ball clubs at the end, there's very few holes for as much as we can't stand Texas, as much as we will not root for Texas. You can't deny what their talent is. You can't deny that their ninth place hitter is absolutely destroying the Houston Astros. Motherfucking Leodi Tavares. Destroying the ass. He's, and, and and you know what that is? That says your team needs to be good one through nine. Yeah. When their ninth, their their nine hole guy is doing work. then guess what? You need a nine hole. You can no longer carry a Maldi and hide his 200. You need to have a guy out there. And, and I get it. Everybody's going to go look at Yiner now, look at Yiner now. And, and those people are, are absolutely lazy because they are not doing their homework and know that that kid needs to catch. Jordan needs to play left field. These are things that fans that, that had no ball, Susie, no ball, will tell you. When the guy catches, he hits. When Jordan plays left field, he hits. Now, Jordan hits all the time. And Even maybe, with an upset stomach, guys. Yes, Even yes, yes. yes. His, his flu game is up there with Jordan, yes. Uh, but Yiner, I feel, can get there, but you got to give it to him. You got to give him all the rope. You got to give him all the opportunity. You got to lean into him and go, kid, we believe in you. We're riding this till the wheels fall off instead of going, ah, you ain't ready. Cause Dusty for lack of better terms has said all season, you ain't ready. And all he's done is go, I'll prove you wrong. And even when he does it, he goes, you ain't ready. And it's like, how many times can you get told no and still show up to work and not be like, well, he's just looking for an excuse to bench me. Right. I don't know how Yiner hits the baseball. It's so incredibly hard to the point Deion Sanders, when asked, what's the hardest thing to do ever to sport? Great. Said I played football. I'm missing some toes. That game destroyed me. The hardest thing I've ever had to do was hit a baseball. Yep. The hardest thing. And if you tell me now I get to selectively choose when I get to hit, it's gotta be even harder. It's gotta be even harder. So for him to pinch hit Yiner and go, Aha, see, look, guys, I used him. It's not the same man, and he and he's he's using the the the, the casuals, you know. He's he's taking advantage of those guys, going, see, he played him, he stinks, and not know that that's so hard. If he yep. did that with Alex Bregman, he'd struggle too. And Alex yep. Bregman's great. Yeah. So um,
0: you know, and and to those people that are like, well, Maldy's not paid to hit, Maldy's a- no, no. Okay, now I'm going to go after, as much as it pains me, Kyle Tucker, for not being locked in, for not hitting, for being like what two for 21 or something ridiculous. Now he has he has worked some walks in the in the uh, division, uh, the wild card. No, 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 division series. Sorry, um, against the Twins, he he did he did work some walks. But the Kyle Tucker that we all know that punishes mistakes has not been locked in. So much so that in the middle of the game yesterday, he said, Fuck the batting gloves. We're just, we're going to go no, Sans batting gloves. That's, we're going to go back to what we know. And that didn't, that didn't help either. That didn't help either. So I don't, he says that he's, that he's fine. He's not hurt. He's just, He's saying that you know his swing kind of sucks right now. Um, got Dusty Baker tickering with the lineup yet again, and gonna move him down, sir. When Breggy was not locked in, you you're not you're just gonna leave him there. They've moved Jordan around. They've uh, how long did it take Dusty Baker to drop Jose Abreu in the lineup?
1: He still hasn't. I I think, I think
0: (laughs) he got moved. He got moved back up, but like he had, he had batted cleanup for like ever tucked behind him. And then finally, finally, after he got hurt and then he came back, then he was like, okay, I'll drop you all fucking season long. Jose Abreu playing hurt, which I honestly think that he played hurt like 94% of the season. And that's why he sucked for most of the season. And Tuck hasn't hit for two weeks, and you're gonna move? Like, I'm sorry, what now? What what is happening? And and Tuck being Tuck is not gonna obviously, you know, say anything to the media about not wanting to be moved down because he's that guy, right? Like he's team player Kyle Tucker. But why on God's green earth are you going to move? Down Kyle Tucker, like, what? And I mean, if you wanted to get him to see better pitching, right? Putting him in the three hole with having Yordan behind him, you're gonna make that decision off a of one fucking game. Well, like, what? What are we doing, Dusty? What are we doing? You're really only gonna use the numbers when it suits your whatever your guts feel, and I just. I'm so tired. I'm so tired of trying to, like, navigate my feelings on this lineup and how it's managed.
1: I just... The one thing I'll say, the one thing I'll say, I'm not opposed to moving Kyle Tucker down. I think you need to get your best hitters the most at bats, whoever that is. Now, if Tuck's a team player and okay with it and, you know will continue to whatever. If you told me that he was going to put Brantley in the three-hole and it was going to be Tuve, Briggs, Brantley, Jordan, Abreu, Tuck, Pena, something like that, I'm probably okay with that. I think right now you can't afford to have a guy in the middle of your lineup in the most critical spots batting 111 or whatever the hell, 95 or whatever the hell it is, something awful. You know what I mean? Like, let's see. Hold I am I am perfectly okay if you're gonna tell me he's gonna do that. Now, if you're gonna tell me he's gonna move like Jeremy Pena up or something dumb like that or DuBon up there, then I'm probably gonna be like, mm, I'd rather you just stick with Tuck till he figures it out. I'll be interested to see what he does. If you're telling me it's for Brantley, I think Brantley's white hot right now. And I think if you wanna if you wanna maximize your offense it makes it it makes a lot of sense to move brantley up.
0: Okay. This hurts. This hurts me. This hurts me so much, Kyle Tucker. Kyle Tucker is currently batting 091. Yeah. That's painful, Kyle Tucker. Um you know who has the third third lowest batting average because that's really what people use people use yeah you know who has the third lowest batting average Jose Altuve yeah no one's talking about moving Jose Altuve down even though Jose Altuve himself last season was like hey I I realize that I'm sucking right now can you can you move me down in the order and Dusty Baker said absolutely fucking not nope
1: Yeah, the lineup's tough right now. Right now, they are struggling to string hits together. I mean, playoff baseball's tough, right? Like, you're getting the best of the best. I don't think that it'll continue. I mean, the batter's eye in southern Oklahoma is absolutely pristine for the Astros, so this is a good place to get right. Uh, I just hope it carries on. I, I hope that if they do get the ball rolling, that these guys... Continue hitting. I mean, in the end, it's it's going to be on them to start stringing together hits to to score runs. You can't just out home run derby these guys, yeah, because they're scoring every which way imaginable.
0: Well, but that, I mean, that's that's just it. So last night, yesterday's game, they they being the Rangers were just sitting on fromber sinker. I don't know if it's because fromber throwing that sinker a little bit harder, therefore it's straightening out a little bit more, or what, what the deal is. Um, but they basically just sat on that sinker and singled him to fucking death. And the first what second second single where he bobbled the ball and then just chunked it at someone at, at, at Jose Abreu. wasn't even at Jose Abreu. Just, like, why? Why, Fromber Why? Like, um, what's that movie? The, uh, not the blind side. Um, remember the Titans? When mm-hmm. Denzel Washington's like talking to the to the blonde quarterbacks like you can throw it a mile but you can't pitch it 20 <laughs> feet or wh- uh,
1: three, yards, the, yeah, three yards, yeah. Three like
0: Fromber can pitch his fucking ass off but can't fucking make a soft throw to for, like put it in your goddamn pocket from Just hold on to it. Like stop. Just, just, I don't know. I don't know. And at this point, I'll be really fucking honest, like, I don't want to see him on the mound. Again, like, I don't want to see him for what the, if for some reason, fingers crossed it goes this long, like, he would get, what, the seventh start? Yeah? Is that, am I doing my math right? Okay. I don't want, I want to see it. I don't want to see it. Like, JP France, come on down. Like, JP France, Jose Urquidy piggyback. There you go. I, it just it hurts me. It really hurts me because Fromber, I think Fromber has um, cost him a lot of money. Did not sign the extension that they wanted to, and now he's just cost himself money. I don't know. Um, so looking forward to tomorrow. They got Max Scherzer on the bump. Max Scherzer. This will be his first start since um, he got hurt. We all know what happened with Nate Aldi when he came back and the Astros teed off on him for like, I don't know, seven runs, six runs, multiple runs, multiple runs without a, without a rehab start. Like essentially this was, this is rehab start. Um, Max Scherzer's only stretched out to, I want to say like 70, I think 70, 75 pitches. So. I have hope that he's not the, quote-unquote, Mad Max that we all know from seasons past. He's a little rusty. First game. Hopefully, quote-unquote, CJ is right. I am i don't want to jinx it. I don't want to jinx it because those last couple of starts have been, like, last season... Last season, hobby, and I don't want to jinx it, and like say he's back, and then blow up again. So I'm going to be cautiously optimistic about this start tomorrow, because if we can get to Mad Max, then they're they have to go to their bullpen and not like the guys that we have seen, which has really really only been Spores, um, Chapman, Lepirk and, Lepirk. and Chapman. And I'm really kind of hoping that the fact that the boys have seen. Spores and Chapman and Leclerc. Okay, boys, tee off. Like now, you know what they've got. Um, a point that I wanted to bring up, I heard it on one of the other podcasts, and I, um, I thought it was super interesting. And it, it, I was thinking about it, watching the Phillies and the Diamondbacks last last night's game, when they brought Zach Allen out, they put in um, Kyle Nelson. If you don't know who Kyle Nelson is exactly because he's their B team. Like <laughs> you I, I was so confused when they brought him out. And then it was like Kyle Nelson and then like Miguel Castro. And um I fell asleep at the end, so I don't know who closed. But it was not, it was not their normal like A team relievers. And someone had said on one of the other podcasts that uh it was they're thinking that it was because Tori Lavello uh, Terry Lavella excuse me did not want the Phillies to see the good bullpen more than they had to and i was like huh, smart yes yes okay then you know like i don't think i don't regardless i don't think you're no matter how many times you see Brian Abrey, i don't think you're going to you're really going to be like used to that um but you know they've seen Hector Neris the Rangers have seen Brian Abrey. they've seen Ryan Presley you know So I'm kind of hoping that maybe since the boys have seen these relievers on the other side, Spores and LeClerc and Chapman, that maybe they'll be able to tee off and that maybe we can get into their bullpen. And maybe, just maybe, the devil magic that the Rangers have been on will run the fuck out finally. Because this whole time, everyone has been saying, oh, the Rangers bullpen, oh, the Rangers bullpen. And every single time, the Rangers bullpen has been like, us? No, we're good. We 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 got this. Like, don't worry about us. Fingers crossed, guys. Fingers crossed.
1: Yeah, because the one thing that you you kind of touched on, their starting pitching's been really good. I I really feel like this has been the season of ex-Yankees in Major <laughs> League Baseball. Yeah. If you're an ex-Yankee, you were gonna ball out this year. I'm talking about Gary Sanchez. I'm talking about Aaron Hicks. I'm talking about Jordan Montgomery. These are all guys that would have probably helped that team do far better if they just held on to them instead of making trades for guys that they had no business trading for that have all been injured or flamed out or whatever. So, uh, hats off to you, Yankees. You absolutely fucked us. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Yeah, I mean, I really hope we start seeing some guys you haven't seen because, if they if they do that means that they're they're getting into that bullpen earlier. Yep. And the starters have been able to go 6 plus in every game. I think for their entire postseason and it's part of the reason they've not lost. Yep. Uh, um I back to the Framber thing because I didn't get a chance to touch on it. I truly believe and I know this is going to be a broken record and it's going to be like that guy just really hates this guy, that Maldi has something to do with what's wrong with Framber. I don't think that that Maldi is calling the game to Framber strengths. I think he's calling the game to beat the hitters. Uh-huh. I've been saying that for a little while now with with a couple different guys, right? I mean, we saw JV get absolutely tattooed one game and it just it just looked weird and th- this whole thing that Baldy's doing all this homework and that's great and whatever blah blah blah. I still feel like there are pitches that Framber used to throw, his curveball he used to throw yeah. that were just It was a ground ball like all the time when he needed one. That's what you got instead of 11 sinkers in a row that while it's a great pitch, don't get me wrong. Love it. I don't feel like you have, if you throw the same pitch 11 times, they'll foul off about seven of them. That eighth one, they're going to hit Yeah, CJ too. When you look at some of CJ stuff, I feel like he gets very predictable with the way he calls games and it's working against these pitchers and now they're pitching behind they're 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 going into hitter's counts a lot of 2-1s 3-1s 2-0s and they're just sitting you know sinker up fastball up and just eating so as much as 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 I hated Framber's post game he thought he pitched good and when I thought about that I'm like well why would Framber say that and then I saw a replay of the game while I was sitting at lunch And I watched, and everywhere that Framber or or that uh, Maldi set up, Framber hit. It was just predictable. Yeah. Predictable. So.
0: Yeah. I, I, I think I tweeted out like four, like forty three times, forty three times during that that like first inning. Stop throwing sinkers, for the love of God, stop throwing sinkers. They were just waiting on that sinker, like, and as soon as Framber came out. The bleeding stopped.
1: I say that. Yeah, that was. Jonah,
0: I think Jonah Heim get who gave up that Jonah Heim hit or that. I thought homer? the homer was off Rumber. Was it for, okay? So that was what ran him. Yeah. So as soon <laughs> as soon as he came. bleeding stopped. Now Montero gave us a scare. Not gonna lie. No more runs after that, and we kind of inched our way back. We did. We inched our way back. Chaz. I love you. I I am the biggest proponent of you. You know this. I say you know this as if you fucking listen to this. <laughs> Anyways, Jose LeClerc was not, did not have it. He didn't. No. He, he wasn't going to throw a strike. One thrown throwing strikes. He was not throwing anything over the plate. And, but Chaz, Chaz fucking owned up to it after the game and said, you know, like, nope. I, I just, I did shitty. I, I, I should have been more patient and that's been a lot of the issue. Like the these guys typically work counts. They're typically fouling off things. They're they're typically going to get to a 3-2 count and then fouling off and fouling off and and then, you know, hey, you want to you want to strike out after like a 10 pitch at bat? I'm going to tip my Works cap and say, "Okay. All right, you you struck out, but you know what? Like you ran that fucking pitch count up. Good for you. But these these at bats that these boys are taking right now, I'm just like, what are you doing? And Alex Bregman, typically the most patient of all of them. First pitch, now granted, that was like a fastball, just like right, just right over the heart of the plate. But when they're locked in, they're not fouling those off. They're hitting them for bombs. And that's, I mean, Jordan can't do it all himself, guys. (laughs) I need I need to try it. I need Tuck to show up. I need Altuve. Does a fan need to like run back on the field and like try and give him a hug? That's because that's what like locked him back in last season. I'm just saying. Like, don't anybody do that though. That's not good.
1: So on my way home, it's weird. I have a weird like radio sports talk radio listening pattern. I like certain shows. So in the morning, I listen to 790 because Sean. LaLima, you know, those, those are our guys uh, from PSF. I listen to them on, on my way in. On my way home, I listen to 610 and I've got uh, Ron Hughley and, um, gosh, I can't think of his name right now, ex-quarterback for Arkansas. Anyway, so they were talking about the Stros today and something I thought was really interesting, but I didn't hate it at all, was they talked about uncle Mike's dad
0: oh, yeah. watching
1: him and coaching him ex hitting coach and coaching him. One, they were pissed off because they couldn't get him on the field. Like, come on now. That's, that's, that's your guy. Get his dad on the fucking field so he can help his boy. Because right? Literally he's coaching him through saying, Hey, you're sliding. You need to turn. And, and he did all the body language. Right. And, and Mike was in there like dad, like, Locked in. Like, he was eating up every word he said. Yeah. So, uh, these guys were like, Uncle Mike, get your dad on the field and spend 30 minutes with Tuck and spend 30 minutes with Tuve. And then if you got some time, hit up Chaz and Diaz <laughs> and whoever else. But you see Uncle Mike, get his dad in there. And obviously, you can't do that because they've got hitting coaches and they're supposed to be doing their job. But clearly, Uncle Mike is trying to hear it. Like right, you see that yeah. man in the stands, I'm listening to him. Right. Right. And then what did he do? He came out and hit. So for me, they were like, hey, get get Uncle Mike's dad in and, and just get him talking. That's all they gotta do is just a, maybe a different voice, whatever. Can't hurt. Right? Can't hurt.
0: Yeah. Um, how is it? I thought it was seven-zero. Um, it is 6-0 the Phillies D-backs game right now. Oof. It is 6-0. That's tough. I, th- this, this last, this last, uh, inning, Kyle, Kyle Schwarber homered. That's two homers in this game. Kali, Trey Turner walked, Bryce Harper struck out. That's one out. Alec Boehm, two outs. And then they brought in Joe Mantiply and then all hell broke loose. Aye, aye, aye. A single. Bryson Stott steals. JT D- Remoto doubles. Now it's 5-0. They intentionally walked Nick Castellanos. Brandon Marsh doubles. All with two outs. That is painful. That is... Backbreaker. <sighs> that makes me sad. I'm glad that I wasn't watching this. I probably would have cried. Not really, but <laughs> I would have been very sad. Everybody gets you like a second team that you kind of like, but you don't like really like so that you don't have to feel all of the anxiety, like when they lose, but you're really happy. Like when they win, get you one of those teams. Cause that's the, that's the diamondbacks for me.
1: I call those, the Texans, the Rockets and uh, the Dynamo.
0: No, no, we, the, we are, we are one sport family here for Susie. That's, that's what,
1: although
0: Zoe is trying her damnedest to get into football and she keeps yes. asking me questions and I'm all, yes. I don't know, baby, you, you need to go ask your dad. Cause I, yes. I, ain't got, I ain't got nothing. You ask,
1: you. you ask your dad, Zoe. you do, you ask her all yeah. the, you ask him all the things. I love yeah. that.
0: He, he's, and then he, but, but then she, cause we, like I said, we don't really watch the footballs. And again, when I try and watch the football, I'm all, why is, why is that a penalty? what do you mean what's a tush push and mike's like i don't, what the fuck is that i'm like i don't know they're talking about it on the thing it, like it, it, it is
1: something they're doing in philly where where
0: but it's like a it's like a rugby thing like they get like real low and then they like push jalen hurts side note i didn't realize that jalen hurts was a big motherfucker i like i knew he was like tall but i didn't realize like he was big like every time i see him like he's like skinny
1: Squats I, 700 pounds
0: i was not i was not aware I, I My eyes deceive me apparently because I thought Jalen Hurts was a, was a skinny
1: motherfucker. And you I, know what else? Not Side sure. note: Jalen Hurts, Die Hard Astros, Astros fan. fan. Yeah, yeah,
0: uh, yeah. I, I yeah I saw that last last season when he did one of his pressers in an Astros hat, and Philly fans were not. What are big. you
1: doing watching football pressers? Can I can
0: I ask that for non football um, fans, Susie? When it comes up on when it comes up on my Twitter feed, and I will always call it Twitter. I will never call it X. When it comes up on my Twitter feed, and you see like people like retweeting that shit I'm all who's Jalen Hurts oh that's the Houston kid that's the quarterback for the Phillies uh Eagles Oof. Eagles Eagles um I'm like oh okay so then I, like I said I know I know tiny bits and pieces tiny bits and pieces of like football but then I'm all but then like I know just enough to get me into trouble then when like people actually try and talk to me about football I'm like My eyes get all wide. And then I'm like, no, thank you. And then it's that Barbie meme where she's like on her side. That's, (laughs) that's, that's what I want to do when anyone actually starts talking football to me. I'm like, no, thank you. I don't want to. I just,
1: I just want to point this out on Susie's podcast that when she becomes football Susie and she's going to wish that she had become football Susie sooner, I'm going to say I tried with everything in me because the Texans are coming. They're going to be good. Her daughter's going to want to know and want to go and you're going to have to become invested. No. All nope. right. No. Nope. Oh, hey, our young dynamic quarterback is going to be on Twitter here soon too. I don't know. I don't know. I saw I saw a a TikTok that
0: I found funny cuz I really I really was only I really only knew like the one at the end, but it was like Ohio quarterbacks now in the NFL and they listed out a bunch of like Ohio quarterbacks and it was and it was like a scene from a movie and it was all these kids just singing horribly horribly and they listed out like all of the quarterbacks and I have no idea who most of them were but then like the second to the last one was like Justin Fields and I was like oh I didn't realize that Justin Fields went to Ohio but whatever and then it was CJ Stroud and it's just this beautiful angelic voice of CJ Stroud like just singing. It wasn't actually CJ Stroud. Like the little kid was. Ooh, the little kid was like singing beautifully, and it was. And I and I just found it funny. And I showed it to Mike, and he's like, "I don't know what any of these people are." I was like, "I don't know who any of these people are." I just know it's CJ Stroud, and I just thought it was funny. um So,
1: so yeah. to further explain your TikTok, Ohio State has been known forever for being horrible for producing quarterbacks. They oh. their their quarterbacks win Heisman trophies. Have all the accolades because they play in a in a on a big school, big system. The old nine, right? Horrible quarterbacks. Justin Fields, better. C.J. Stroud, probably the best, and that's why he has the beautiful singing voice because he's bawling right now. And they're like, "Wait, wait, wait! You went to Ohio State. You can't be good. They don't make good quarterbacks. You're okay. a good quarterback."
0: Okay, I. Well, that that I guess that makes more sense now. Um, side note, though, if someone put a gun to my head. And asked me, "Tell me what team Justin Fields is the quarterback for, or I'm going to shoot you in the head." I would, I would die, I would die, because I don't know what team. He you
1: actually. gotta let me. You gotta let me help you, so you don't die. Because I'm, I'm going to tell you, it's the Chicago Bears.
0: I would have never. That would not have been. <laughs> nope, nope. I think I can tell you. I think I can tell you the quarterback of the Dolphins. I know that
1: one. You can tell me who the quarterback of the Las Vegas Raiders is.
0: I know he you is, can. He's a beautiful man. Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> can get it. I, is he okay? I saw something that he, his back hurt or something like that. He hurt
1: his, he hurt his shoulder. Oh, um,
0: okay. So is he okay though? I
1: mean, I, he, mean I mean, I'm mean, i surprised that you're concerned, but I think he'll be all right.
0: Look, when his model, when, when he gives up his football career and just turns modeling, like I need the man to be all right. Like, okay. Just, just, he is a beautiful man
1: Whew. from the up, He's fine. I promise. <sighs>
0: That's alright. Okay, so, anyways, not not a football pad. Going back, baseball, guys. Baseball. I'm sorry, guys. I just a whole tangent on football players, and that's that's not a thing. It's a baseball pod. Baseball pod. So, 2-0, Astros are down. Apparently, the interwebs are full of the the meme. Not the meme. The no team has ever gone down two and one. And that kind of breaks my heart, but also, like I said, I'm cautiously optimistic because we feast in Arlington. So I really, 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 really hope that this gets Tuck locked back in. I really hope that this gets um, Chaz locked in, Jeremy Pena, if you're going to hit the fucking It's Time, Carlos Correa. um movement i need you to hit a fucking home run sir okay like you've men- you've made some beautiful defensive plays um kind of wish you made uh that beautiful defensive play where that ball just scooted right underneath your um glove for the last game but that's okay that's okay we can we can't all get them all i realize that you know sometimes your uh big muscles get in the way but you know maybe maybe i don't know i don't know how to put backspin on a ball but maybe we try that and put some backspin on a ball, and hit a fucking home run. July 5th, people. July 5th is the last time Jeremy Pena has hit a fucking home run, okay? Now, I know, I know. His strikeout numbers are down. His walks are up. I get it. I get it. I just need him to hit a home run,
1: okay? That's all. That's all. I don't need him to Homer. I just need him to hit. I'm okay. If he wants to single to death, I'm okay with that because he sets the table. He at least makes Dusty have to think about pinch hitting Yiner. So I just need him to hit. I need him to be on base. Okay,
0: okay so he has. He has been. He has been hitting. He's still been swinging at sliders low and away, but that's neither here nor there. So he has. He has been getting on base. His on-base numbers, his, his OBP, higher than it was last year. But I don't know. Just Jordan cannot do it all himself, guys. All right? Come on. I need someone, I need I need a Carlos Correa type of um speech here. I don't know. I don't know if my uncle Mike needs to give it. I don't know if if Swaggy Breggy needs to give it. I don't know. Maybe we sign Tommy Pham. Maybe Tommy Pham gives it next season. I don't fucking know, guys, but something has to happen wherein We fucking hit, we string together the runs and we get the timely hits. We string together hits and get the timely runs. There, That's not, that didn't make sense either. You guys know what I'm talking about. It's, it's long. It's been a long day. Words are hard. Words are hard. Guys.
1: I I do agree. Uh, I think a team meeting needs to happen. I think somebody needs to say something. I do feel like they are they are kind of going through the motions a little bit, and it's and it's not the aggressive. It's not the let's go. I mean, you see it from some of your pictures. Maybe Hector Neris needs to yell at somebody. There's a guy Ooh. that can get loud. Okay. But but I just don't see the passion from this team. And I get it. They've been there. They 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 handle their business as a team that's been there. But I mean, maybe they need to get back to a little bit of some of that you know aggressive you know, finger pointing, uh, I mean, something. Because right now they lack the energy that I think they need to play with to really challenge Texas. This team currently the way they are, I mean, they're going to need some sort of gem from CJ. And then you hope that they score enough runs. I, I, I don't know how much more we can ask from this bullpen. I feel like the bullpen's due to leak. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've shoved the first two games Yeah, and, and I think people are going to lose their shit because the bullpen has been not great all season long and they've sh- absolutely shoved. And then, you know, they're going to give up a run and it'll be somebody like Neris and people are going to lose their minds. And I'm going to be like, man, you ain't right. Or Abreu, yeah. for that matter, knock on wood. And it'll be like, come on, that guy's yeah. been the best reliever you could ever ask for. So I hope it doesn't come to that. So yeah. that if they do leak a little water, so what? You yeah. know, the, the the offense put up twelve runs or something like that.
0: That would be delightful. That would be delightful. I would love that. Um, like I said, we we're down two zero. I don't know. I don't know if we if we take if we take two in Arlington. I would love it if we took two. I would love it if we took three, and then we would just have to win one at home to uh to move on. But, um, fingers crossed guys, fingers crossed that, that we can do this. Um, tomorrow's game is at seven Oh three, um, Thursday. If you love, uh, this Thursday night, Tom and I will be on the PSF broadcast, um, where you guys can tune in while we watch the game and, You can hear all of the lovely banter between Tom and I. You can type at us. You can come on up and be on video or just be on audio. It's really up to you. Um, Odds are I will talk about random gentlemen in their schmedium pants if they so choose to wear them. And uh, we we have lots of fun in the PSF uh, app. So if you guys have not downloaded that, you should. Android people, if you were listening, I apologize. It's still a little bit buggy for y'all, but um, come have a good time with us. Apple people works beautifully for y'all. So download the PSF app. Come join us Thursday night uh, there. If you follow our our Twitters, we typically put the link out of the specific room that we are in. Um, I think that's all the housekeeping I have. If you liked this episode, uh, rate, review subscribe do all of those nice things um say nice words to me my uh self confidence would would really appreciate that thank you very much because we all know that um you're watching the the youtubes um for the smoke show of myself and tom so it's really not our baseball views it's really the the um yeah any single ladies listening slide into tom's dm's i'm just i'm the best wing woman ever i know so With that, um, we're going to say goodnight and goodbye and yay baseball and hopefully our bats get going. That's it. Tom, where can they find you?
1: On Twitter. Not X because we're not going to say that either. Mm. At third coast Tom. Yay baseball.
0: Yay baseball. Good night. End recording.